Welcome to Cocktail Hour with Type 1 Diabetic and my good friend Danielle Jorgensen. On tonight's episode, we are talking about type 1 diabetes and dating. I have no doubt this will get juicy. DJ, how are you, girlfriend? Oh, hello. Can you hear my ice ice chinking in my glass? It's lovely to be here. Happy cocktail hour. (laughs) What are you drinking, DJ? I am drinking a... um, because apparently I'm 100, I'm drinking a brandy with diet ginger beer. And it's very, very refreshing because I'm up in Queensland and we've had a super hot day today and it's very humid. So that's just hitting the spot. Well, far from 100 years old, I tell you. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm embracing the traditional, let's call it traditional drink, shall we? What are you drinking, Mel? Well, I was hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you're well, you think you're 100. I think I'm going back to my 16-year-old days. I'm nice. drinking a sugar-free vodka cruiser. Oh, uh, classy, um, classy. <laughs> I'm just all $13 from Dan Murphy's tonight on special. How oh, wow. Pass them up? For a little four-pack, very good. <laughs> a little four-pack. I'm like... Special. I'm looking at the champagne. I'm like, nah, I think we get a little bit gigglier on the cruises. (laughs) That's right. Big old bang for your buck, hey? (laughs) (laughs) No, because the problem is if you buy the bottle of champagne, DJ, you drink the bottle of champagne. That's the problem. That's right. You're you're obliged to. You have to finish it. That's right. Yeah, you can't throw that down the thing. No. All right. So we are talking all about dating. I'm so excited for this episode. DJ is currently on the dating scene. So this whole episode, I'm going to live vicariously through you. Uh-huh. Um, so the first <laughs> um, the first question I have for you, actually, before I even ask the first question, I do have to say, we just need to now officially call this the DJ and Mel show, I think. <laughs> no, you will have so many wonderful other other guests. We've just uh, discovered oh. we've got a heap of things to talk about at the moment. We've got a lot to talk about, the DJ yeah. and Mel show. All right. First question. So when you go on a first date, do you let them know you have type 1 diabetes? I guess that I do but very yes. subtly on the first date. Yes. I yes. I often I often do it by just randomly testing my blood glucose or by dosing. So I don't introduce people and say, Hi, oh, yeah, I'm you just sorry, you just pull out the injection on the first date. I know date. it's terrible. <laughs> oh, you're I, no, not terrible at all. That is uh, awesome. I'm yeah. so proud of you. I, yeah. um, well also because at at the moment I'm in the world of online dating, which is <laughs> both interesting and an absolute nightmare. However, it's a very hard thing, <laughs> I think, to um, to sort of communicate over message. So I've decided, right or wrong, um, that I'll wait. So, yeah, I, I, I don't tell me, people tell people before. And I also do this because I prefer to put forward all the other aspects of my personality first and 
T1D is not a personality type, right? So, um, yeah, and (laughs) it's possibly slightly unfair because I do sort of hit people with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd just be out to dinner and then dinner's come or just before dinner's come, you just because you're on obviously injections. Actually, have you ever been on the pump? I have never been on the pump. No, I have just, I've chatted with my endo about it and other people, but it's never, anyway, that's a whole other podcast, but it's never really appealed to me with my life at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, yeah, so dinner's about to rock up and you just pull out the pen and inject in your tummy normally? I do. I've uh, I've moved to my legs at the moment, actually, and it depends on what I'm wearing as to whether I go, yeah, tummy or legs. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm. And so what's the reaction you get from them? I'm just fascinated by this because it's been so long for me. And I was back before I, I was dating, you know, back when I was in total diabetes now. So I would have been at a point where I would never have injected in front of them to the point I wouldn't have injected so my sugars would have gone high and I would have had that stinky breath and no doubt they would have thought I'm the stinky breath girl from <laughs> exactly so much worse right <laughs> unless you have type one yes, yes you don't yes. realize yeah so I'm just fascinating yeah like that's a, it's confident just thinking back like what you do that's so confident and I love that so their reaction they see it and do they ask heaps of questions about it or kind of just palm it off and well, some people, it, there's different there's different reactions. And, uh, yes, I do totally identify with you because I remember when I was first diagnosed and for the first few years, if I was out at a restaurant, I'd go to the bathroom or to the toilet and I wouldn't, you know, yes. there's not a chance that I would do it in front of anyone. So, yeah. look, I know that <laughs> this is probably something I do need to work on because, and I know this is, this is slightly unfair, but I often use it now as a bit of a test. And I know that's unfair because people don't know they're being tested. Um, <laughs> but I, I quite often do it like I'll just test myself or inject and we might be mid-conversation. And I find it very interesting to uh, see people's responses. So I have a lot of respect for people that just keep going. Like quite often I'll, I might inject and it will be mid-conversation and I'll just keep talking and just go, you know, do all of that. And quite a few people will just carry on with the conversation and I I really, really respect that in that if I don't raise it and I mm. talk about it, this is just perfectly normal, nothing to see here, and then, and then they don't, I think, yeah, yep, you're okay. And then, you know, a couple of people later on in the conversation might, ha- might say something about, um, you know, like if you ever want to chat or do you mind if I ask you something about it or, yeah, yeah, something like that. I totally relate to you saying it's a test and I and I know my yeah I get it I get exactly what you're trying to say because it's like no you want to be with me like yeah yeah I need to know you're cool with all of me not just part of me like my personality feet like you know for you your great looking well, personality yes. you know and you so, don't want it to be yeah. I don't want it to have the novelty effect so I, I don't no. want it to overtake that novelty of oh my god oh wow what's happening oh can I see oh look at, let me see your knee which has happened right and you just get so bored of it and it's just like hey hello yes, me, yes. me here can we 
you know, as I get to know you more, of course I'll talk to you about it. But um, right now, I, there's so many more interesting things about me. All right, DJ. So how do you feel about wearing your freestyle Libre in front of your new date? I feel I feel pretty good about it, actually, Mel. I don't really see the difference between wearing it in front of my new dates and wearing it out in the wild, out in public. Yeah. And once I got to the stage of being okay with it being visible in front of anyone, it's it's the same for me. Um, wearing it in front of a date, and actually, uh, a lot of the time, it makes it, really, it makes it a little bit easier. It makes it easier for me to have the conversation about my T1D because they'll notice it. They might ask, or they might know what it is already, and so they'll just pick it up. And so it makes it a little bit easier. It's sort of like a, you know, like a little lead-in, little entree to me having the conversation rather than just sort of a. Bam! So I've got T1D. Yeah. So I don't mind it. Awesome. What is the best thing someone you are dating could actually say to you about your type one? So say when, you know, back when we first started this conversation and you're injecting in front of them or testing your sugars, what could just seal the deal right there and then? you if they said a particular line oh wow do you know what I mean (laughs) just like okay we're going home right now you are my entree (laughs) yeah I think (laughs) I think if it's if someone said to me um that (laughs) wow no pressure um I can just yeah well I suppose you do imagine what 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 people might say to you if someone said to me that um yep uh understand you have it I find you you know so much more than that you're so much more interesting I'm sure that's not exactly who you are and you know I'm so interested in you or I like you so much that that's just another facet of who you are so let's get on with it yeah I think that would probably do it yeah how about yeah. you? Oh, um, yeah. Look, if if um, I was dating again, <laughs> such would that never happen? Just because Mick would have to literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally hypothetically. I'm so bad. Yes. If Mick's listening to this, he's like, "Is there something you need to tell me, babe?" <laughs> um, yeah. If probably back in the day when I was dating if a guy had said to me (laughs) wow like probably give me words of affirmation about my type one so if he had said wow you're incredible for doing that every single day I reckon I'd just be putty to his hands that's probably all he would need to say to me is just wow you're incredible for doing that every single day to me because to me he would have had to have acknowledged you know I mean we all inject at least four five six times a day you know for those that manually inject and then obviously test our sugars yes it would mean to me that he had to have some sort of comprehension that this is just not a surface level thing we deal with every single day and yeah I'd probably marry him right there and then 
<laughs> well, I'm imagining that is what happened. <laughs> I agree with you. It's that affirmation of I I acknowledge that this is really, really tough and I really admire you. Um, yes, yes, that kind of validation of uh, life's life's not that easy and you're 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 actually a pretty amazing person. Yeah. Yeah, that that would seal the deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling it in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, getting all giddy again. Uh, all right, DJ. Let okay. <laughs> DJ, so uh, obviously as we've mentioned you are currently hot on the dating scene. So, oh, yes. What's out there? Tell me. Like are these guys into different kinds of fetishes what platforms are you finding them on tell me i don't even know what i'm asking okay where are you finding well, these dates okay this world is so mind-blowing <laughs> it's just oh my goodness um so of course uh i haven't this is the first time I've dated in 17 years. So that in itself is just incredibly daunting and petrifying, really. Because also, as everyone knows, in 17 years, the changes in technology and yeah. how you date and how you meet people and what you do, it's just night and day. So when I met people uh, back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, well, you went out, you went to the pub, you went to a nightclub, you went out with your mates after work, you went out with your friends and that's where you met people. But of course now that that doesn't happen as we all know and um, okay, so I'm on a couple of different dating sites and um, I, I googled best dating sites for women over 50 and so um, I'm on Bumble which is, was, isn't bad and I've tried a couple of others. Um, I've kind of dipped my toe in and out but <laughs> oh my, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, it's so shocking it's making me choke. Um, one thing that I have just discovered, which I'm sure was not around when I was a young woman, <laughs> is that as a as a 50-year-old, I can tell you, dear listeners, that 90% of the people that contact me are young men between the age of 22, um, 23 and 30. Five. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, you go. They are all after an older woman. They wanted, you know. Of course, this is this is. I know, right? This is for something casual, um, and that that's that's fine. I also just, you know, sort of. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're divorced and you're thinking, well, will I ever get married again? Unlikely. But, yeah, so for something casual, they are, it, it is a thing now. It is, a, it is an actual thing. I very, very rarely get anyone my age that uh, approaches me online and I am just meeting all of these young men that is just astounding me. I do draw the line at kind of <laughs> under 25. I think, oh, I love geez, you. that's probably, you know, when it's around the ages of my nieces and nephews, I think, oh, no, that's a, that, that, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, yes, this is, this is my world now. I am meeting all of these very young, very fit men who are interested in older women. I love yeah. it. One of the very 
interesting things I'm finding. Because, of course, um, I have been accused of a lot of my friends of turning this into a research project, which I am like, I am sort of, I do have a tendency to do. One of the reasons I do think that some of these younger men go for older women is because there's, I'm finding there's a range of, let's call them quirks, that these young men want to explore. And I'm not so sure that with people in their own age group, they get a lot of maybe acceptance or feel very comfortable because, of course, you know, the older, not always, but often the older you get, you can get have a little bit more experience or a little bit more understanding, not, not quite so judgmental. And I know you're going to ask me for an example of this, so I'm going to tell you that uh, there's a lovely young young man that um, I've been corresponding with, and I have I have seen, and he has a clear a clear foot fetish. What's a foot fetish? I'm so out of the loop, DJ. What? What do you well, do? Like, <laughs> well, um, yes. Yes, this is exactly what's happening. So I didn't really pick it up in the beginning. So when we first started chatting, um, he was he's saying to me, I bet I'm taller than you and I bet my feet are bigger than yours too. And I thought, wow, this is a really interesting way to start a conversation, you know, as adults. Um, but I went with it and I said, um, yes, I'm you looks like you're you're just taller than me, but I might have you on the on the feet because I have I have very, very I might just say very, very nice feet, but I have very, very big feet. Like I'm a size 12, a women's a women's 12 foot. And it kind of progressed from there where he would talk about my feet and talk about my shoes. And then he would say, and then we spoke on the phone and, and, and you know, then he'd say, send me pictures, send me a picture of your foot. I went, okay. And so... <laughs> I'd send a picture of, of well, at first of all, he'd say sort of legs, legs and feet. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, that, that that's okay. But then it kind of yeah. just progressed to just feet. And, and this sort of really progressed to can I, when I see different people, like if I see different friends or whatever, can I compare feet with them? Can I put our feet together, sole for sole, and show whose foot's the biggest? Take a photo and send it. He would send me a little video of his own foot and say, I want you to place your foot like this and I want you to do this with your foot. Send, take a video and send it back to me. And I thought, okay, like I, I don't, I don't mind doing this. It clearly is something that he's interested in and he enjoys, and it doesn't gross me out. It's not crossing any boundaries that I have. It's not making me feel uncomfortable. So I'm happy to just go with it. And we have met up, and yes, he did take take pictures of my feet. He put our feet together and and took pictures of them. And. Okay, yep. now, I, now yeah. everyone listening, does he have good feet? Are you happy with his feet? I am very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. This is a... <laughs> yeah, I think I need to top up my drink. I can't believe I'm telling you all this. He has excellent feet. He has lovely, really high level of grooming and everything's okay. And I, I will point out that I, I do have, I do have pretty solid boundaries and I, I won't do anything that I, I don't like or I find too weird or find, or I find uncomfortable. But my heart kind of goes out to this guy because he hasn't, I've sort of hinted at talking about it and he just shuts it down. And and I feel for him that he isn't confident enough to say, 
yep, I'm totally into feet. But, you know, I, I go with it. And I think one of the things that makes me, like I'm, I'm open to it, asterisk, within reason, <laughs> I'm kind of open to the quirk and fetish thing because it makes me feel, it makes me feel less other. And you will identify with this, Mel, and I'm pretty sure everyone listening will. Sometimes you feel defective, other. Like there's something wrong with you. And so for me, opening myself up and being non-judgmental and helping people explore these things, uh, it kind of makes me feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm into that because I, I know what it can be like to, to have something different from other people. Oh, yeah. DJ, this is why I love you so much, girl. You're just a genuinely down-to-earth girl a stunning beautiful girl inside and out and I only wish you the best with all of your dating and I hope maybe we can do a dating part too we'll see how well this rates (laughs) I would I would love to do a dating part too I would love to hear other people's stories and um how they they feel I I'd be really interested in that yes yeah, it's an absolute minefield. It is a minefield. But to me, the this new thing of, you know, young, I'm, I'm apparently a key in a key market for, for young men. And so I thought, well, you know what, I can go with that. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy myself. And Mel, I'm just so happy now to, even though it's a minefield and it's all very scary, it is also something where I'm discovering new things about myself. I'm discovering new things about other other people, like apparently the age bracket between 24 and 35. And it's exciting for me to think that, well, life can still evolve and life can still change and life can still be new and interesting. And so I'm kind of, I'm trying to grasp onto that and and hold on to that and of course I've got amazing dinner party conversation with the weird quirks and fetishes that I'm discovering. DJ I appreciate you and your amazing stories today that's fantastic I have I feel like I haven't been involved in someone's dating life for a really long time. So I'm living for these conversations, DJ. And I appreciate too, DJ, just how you embrace, look, bringing it back to type 1 diabetes, I just appreciate what a role model you are really for everyone. You just embrace it. I mean, the fact that you can confidently inject at a table and test your blood sugars I hope anybody listening who is dating just takes the exact same approach that you do. I wish I had listened to you when I was dating all those years ago. And to be honest, just going back to that test in some ways, not that I like this word, but how you've said it's the test. I totally get it. You are a package DJ. And I think anyone with type one diabetes is a package. Let's be honest. And If you can't love me for all that I am and for all that you are, you just do not deserve us. That is the moral of the story. If you do not accept what we go through on a day-to-day basis to keep ourselves alive, literally, and just to keep ourselves afloat, 
and live our best life the best that we can in the moment. If you can't be a part of our, you know, just with a few injections, you just say, I'll see you later because there is someone else. If that's what you want, you, you, yeah. I completely agree. If yeah, if that's yeah. what you want. And I, I totally agree with you. People with T1D are an absolute package. We've talked previously about the resilience, the adaptability, the patience, the tolerance. That's pretty amazing. And I definitely encourage everyone out there to do what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying. It's stand in your truth. Like absolutely stand in your truth. And that for me is, yep, I'm going to hike up my skirt and I'm going to inject myself in front of you and I'll have no shame and I'll just carry on because that is just part of my life. It's not who I am, but it's totally part of my life. So, dude, you you need to just roll with it. Absolutely. Well, DD, did you get through your brandy and diet ginger? What did you I have? have I think I have one. <laughs> I had no idea that I had one and a half cruises as we spoke. I have definitely, I've definitely got through it and I'm feeling very relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> well, DJ, thank you so much for another. Well, that was fun. That was a very fun episode. And uh, yeah, let's, I say we get on Instagram live and ask the people. <laughs> What are your crazy type one diabetes dating stories? Or I yeah. definitely like, I've, agree I've with you. I've come across a lot of incredible people, and they've um, oh, like I know a lady, actually two ladies I've become friends with on Instagram. Husbands both have type one, and they've just I mean, how could you probably not if you met a type one and had a spark with them? Mm, you'd probably yeah. fall in love straight away if you met a type one guy, wouldn't you? You're yeah, oh yes or, or lady <laughs> that's Wherever, right yeah. whatever it might be yes exactly dj well you go pour yourself another drink i might go finish my vodka cruiser and until next time until next time thank you mel good night <laughs>